0: Welcome to episode 6 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest host, my girlfriend, Emily Leon. Emily doesn't typically play games as much as I've tried over the years to sway her, but today we're going to talk about the game she has enjoyed in hopes that maybe you and your significant other or non-gamer friends can share some fun experiences together. Emily, how are you doing today?
1: We're doing all right.
0: All right. We got another guest that's not featured on the podcast here with us who's that
1: uh that's poppy um that's our little dachshund baby she has decided that uh she wants to bother us during this podcast so now i have her quietly sitting on my lap participating
0: all right well she looks like she's yawning maybe she's gonna fall asleep again probably hopefully but uh if you do hear like a jingling sound in the background that's That's her dog collar yeah that's who it is (laughs) The other dog's patiently waiting outside the door. (laughs) Hopefully she uh, goes to sleep too. But tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, Well, I'm excitedly get to be your girlfriend, so that's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've recently gotten into a little business with embroidery and uh, crafts. Um, That's been kind of consuming recently. Otherwise, uh, I get to be a dog mama, which is also uh, consuming, overwhelmingly consuming. Oh, yeah. Hence the puppy on my lap right now. Oh,
0: yeah. What's <laughs> the name of your business for everybody?
1: Um, my business name is Retro by Red. Uh, it does have to do with my red hair.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> Very original. <laughs> Uh, before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let everybody know where you can find In Your Element online. I've got my website set up. It is live now as of yesterday, and that is inyourelementpodcast.com. That's going to be your one stop shop for news and updates for everything in your element podcast. Uh, Instagram is at In Your Element Podcast. Twitter is at IYE Podcast. Facebook page set up over at In Your Element Podcast. And visit patreon.com slash in your element to support at any level, and you'll receive bonus episodes early, gain exclusive access to the In Your Element Discord server, be eligible for monthly raffles and giveaways, attend Patreon hangouts, and more. And if you have any questions or comments, email me at hello at I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. Let's jump into some news for the week. Nintendo had their rescheduled Direct yesterday. I recorded my impressions as a bonus episode, which is available now for Patreon subscribers at any tier, and it's going to be up next week for everybody else, so you'll be able to catch that then. Nintendo did show off some great stuff yesterday, though, including Yoshi's Crafted World, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe coming to Switch, a bunch of Final Fantasy games are coming as well as tabletop gaming on Switch. They also teased Animal Crossing and Luigi's Mansion 3 for Switch coming in 2019. There was a lot more covered during the direct and it's available to watch in its entirety over on Nintendo's YouTube channel and if you want to catch my reactions check out the bonus episode besides games yesterday Nintendo finally detailed its online service Nintendo Switch Online in full the service will allow players to pay on excuse me play online with their friends and back up their game save data to the cloud currently this is the only way to save your uh, save your data on the switch as it saves internally to the switch itself meaning if something were to happen to your switch there's no way to recover those precious game saves All that time spent in Zelda Breath of the Wild is just gone. So I encourage everyone to sign up for Nintendo Switch Online for that reason alone. But if that's not enough for you, the service will also launch with 20 classic NES games, including Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. 3, The Legend of Zelda, and more. Each game will include online play, a first for NES games. Obviously, since they came out during the 80s, they didn't have online games. (laughs) Uh, But those are being retrofitted with online. And games are yours for as long as you have the Nintendo Switch Online membership. Games will be added to the catalog each month, a la PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Games with Gold. Nintendo also stated the smartphone app is sticking around, unfortunately, for online voice chat, and there will be exclusive offers for Nintendo Switch Online members. The first is an option to purchase a two-pack of wireless NES controllers that charge on the side of the Nintendo Switch system, just like the Joy-Con. These will be available September 18th, along with the release of Nintendo Switch Online Service. The pricing is as follows. One month for $3.99, three months for $7.99, and 12 months for $19.99. Again, for the save data backups alone, I think this service is definitely worth it, but throwing in the additional NES games is a nice bonus. Blizzard has revealed dates for this year's BlizzCon, and it will be November 2nd and 3rd, with esports events kicking off October 25th through the 29th. Initial rounds of competition for StarCraft II, Heroes of the Storm, and World of Warcraft will be featured. You can purchase the 2018 virtual ticket now, which includes special in-game goodies for World of Warcraft, StarCraft II, StarCraft Remastered, Diablo III, Heroes of the Storm, and Hearthstone. And starting today, you can get a legendary Demon Hunter skin for Sombra and Overwatch. There's also programming exclusive for the virtual ticket holders that begins September 12th and runs until the show. The last piece of news is that Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the newest game from Ubisoft coming later this year, will be coming to Nintendo Switch as a cloud version in Japan. What this means is that the game will be playable in its entirety on Nintendo Switch either docked or on the go, but will require an active internet connection. This is because the game will be streaming to the Nintendo Switch from a cloud-based computer that's actually doing all of the processing and heavy lifting. This is an interesting move on Ubisoft's part as it gives Switch owners the option to play a AAA game releasing day and date with its console counterparts. This is a game that normally would not be able to run on the Switch natively, unless they scaled a lot of the game back. This is also the first Assassin's Creed game to appear on a Nintendo console since Assassin's Creed Black Flag appeared on the Wii U back in 2013. This is also the second cloud version of a game for Nintendo Switch in Japan, the first being Capcom's Resident Evil 7 earlier this May. The question is, will we ever see this game, or any cloud versions for that matter, come to the Switch in America, or anywhere else in the world. According to GameSpot, a spokesperson for Ubisoft told GameSpot that Odyssey's Switch release is limited to Japan at the moment. This is a limited release for the Japanese market. So we'll have to wait and see if we ever get something like that over here. That wraps up the news for this week, let's head into our featured discussion. So Emily, you wouldn't consider yourself a gamer by any means, but that doesn't mean that you haven't enjoyed playing video games. Today I wanted to open up a discussion about the games you've enjoyed or that we've played together and give some recommendations for the listeners. If you have a significant other or a friend who doesn't typically play video games but would like to share those experiences with them, these are some of the games that we would recommend trying. Uh, the first that I put down were the the Lego games, of course. So uh, what are your thoughts on the Lego games?
1: Lego games are, are fun because they're themed, so... Anybody can get behind like Harry Potter or Jurassic Park or mm-hmm. you know Marvel characters. It's super, you know, fun and really easy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So they you mentioned there's a lot of different franchises that they've covered. Right. Uh, most recently, they came out with uh, the it was the Lego DC Super Villains. They have uh, Lego The Incredibles. Previous to that, there was Lego The Force Awakens, Lego Harry Potter, Lego Jurassic World. Um, even further back there's lord of the rings the hobbit pirates of the caribbean indiana jones so they've covered a lot of different franchises right. that appeal to so many Everybody. different people
1: yeah yeah
0: and the gameplay is very easy to pick up right pick up and play for the most part
1: well i mean look at the rating. it's made for <laughs> <laughs> it's made for smaller people <laughs> That's but fair. that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it as an adult. Yeah, I don't know why we have our little kid in our heart anyway. <laughs> right,
0: right. I mean, that's that's a good point. It is definitely made for children, um, but it is an enjoyable game. I think to play together on the couch, they do oh, a, yeah. they do a great job of uh, allowing you to play different characters together. Basically, the whole premise of the games are there's small levels that you're going to be going through, collecting things, um, fighting enemies, if that pertains to the the genre of that. Um, and a lot of them, you're kind of playing through the movies, like the Harry Potter games. Right, right. Uh, I know we played that one a while back, and you play through basically every year of, of Harry's adventure um, in, in like little bite-sized chunks. I know.
1: How many how many games were those? Like, was it three?
0: It was a two-disc, oh, it was the two one that we got disc, on yeah. PS4. It was like a remastered collection. Um, and it, I did see recently that they're going to be bringing that same collection out to Switch. So if you have a Nintendo Switch and you haven't gotten a chance to play LEGO Harry Potter, that is going to be coming in its entirety. Um, I don't know the date, but it. I imagine sometime later this year or next year.
1: Right. But as like a person who doesn't normally play video games, they're probably not going to go out and buy like a
0: an an Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, Switch just sure. to play that game. Right. And
1: most people have a PlayStation or an Xbox hanging out at their house, but Yeah. you can... You know, easily get a hold of something like that to, to play. You do have to have an extra controller if you right. only have one. Right. So there's that to yeah. play together. A lot of... I mean, all these games we play together. Mm-hmm. I'm not just hanging out by myself right. playing these games.
0: I think you did boot up Lego Jurassic Park a couple times on your own. Yeah,
1: that's only because I wanted to break things.
0: (laughs) That is a good point. You do break a lot of things in the Lego games. I
1: personally get to break... I go, you know, to the hidden spots and just break everything. All
0: right. So maybe that's a common theme through some of these games that we're going to talk about. women
1: have frustrations. If you you like
0: to break break shit, pick up a Lego game. You (laughs) don't have to break them in real life. Nice. Um, One other genre of games that's fairly um, friendly and easy to pick up are going to be a lot of different indie games. And indie games, I think, appeal to a wider audience of people because they're generally a simpler art style for the most part. Sometimes There's good music. Sometimes they have, um, you know, like a pixel look to them, which is obviously not as intimidating Intimidating, as like a, you know, a really gory action game for some people to pick up. Uh, one game that we played recently, um, or not recently rather, but, uh, a couple years back was overcooked. Do you remember oh that? Oh my
1: God. Yes. Overcooked.
0: So over. Matt would
1: <laughs> keep asking over and over. Do you want to play overcooked? Do you want to play overcooked? Do you want to play overcooked? Now overcooked is super fun until it gets hard. Yeah. Then it's no longer fun. It gets <laughs> then it's extremely just frustrating. stressful. Yes. <laughs>
0: If you want to get angry at your significant other, play Overcooked, Overcooked. <laughs> or your friends. Um, it, it, it is definitely not a, uh, a fun experience the whole way through um, in the sense of you guys are going to be happy the whole time. It's definitely enjoyable, but in a very different way. Yeah. Um, Overcooked is basically uh, you're a bunch of little chefs in a kitchen and there's orders coming up and you have to make these orders quickly and uh, you have to basically prepare all the ingredients. Say there's a burger that's asked for, you have to go get the bun, you have to get the meat, you have to cook the meat, you have to chop the vegetables and then assemble it on a plate and send it out. Um, All of those steps are basically divided up amongst the other people playing and you can play with up to four people and that's when it gets really chaotic. But you basically uh, are gonna learn very quickly who the different roles are gonna go to. One person's gonna be tasked with vegetable chopping and if they're not pulling their weight, they're going to hear it, right?
1: Right. Not only that, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, little app store games, mm-hmm. too. Because I used to play this this little pet shop game. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very similar where you would, like, wash the pet and blow dry out the pet. And then you would, like, design its hair. And then you'd have to send them on its way. Yeah. So, and as soon as the levels get harder, you get more and more, you know, clients. Mm-hmm. Just like on Overcooked, you get more and more food orders yeah. coming in. yeah. And there's no dialogue in this whatsoever,
0: uh, mind you. There's there's a I'm not during the actual gameplay, no. but there's they try and weave a story in it into it, yeah. but it's it's pretty But minimal. like during the game yeah.
1: there's absolutely no audio. It's no. just little symbols of like whatever you're supposed to be doing. Right. And so one, you need to be paying attention and two, you need to be communicating with whoever you're yes. playing with. Yes. Because as soon as they start flipping stuff up on you.
0: Yeah. Oof. It gets chaotic very quickly. The first couple levels, you're like, "Okay, I got the hang of this," and then they just crank up the intensity, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What happened? Am I, am I not able to do this, or is this right. game really difficult?" <laughs> As somebody who's played games their whole life, I can say Overcooked is a very, very hard game. Um, it's it it is playable by yourself, but I would not advise no. it because they make you control all of the characters basically one at a time, which you just can't handle that. That's a no for me, dog. No, that's a no Mm. for sure. Um, uh, Of course, Overcooked 2 did just come out, um, and it's been getting very, very good reviews. Uh, We haven't played it yet, but it is something on my list to play uh, for the two of us. But the big new feature with Overcooked 2 is that you can throw food now, which is helpful in some of those levels where they start to split apart. Just to get rid of it. N- no, or to, to actually hand off. Mm-hmm, to hand it off. Okay. So if you're like across the kitchen, and you're like, "Hey, I've got the buns here. Toss those buns over." Oh yeah,
1: that's super. That's y- helpful. That's so much easier. Yeah. Because before you'd pile up all the stuff in like one corner. Yeah. And hope that while you're doing it, then you would grab that. Yeah. From well, and like some random things. And so.
0: uh, later they start to add like rats that will go and eat the food off the floor so you can't use that technique too long (laughs) dang it yeah okay so overcooked 2 um is is out now on all platforms um they added online play as well which is great um but of course this game relies heavily on communication so if you don't have a way to communicate with the people you're playing with online you're gonna have a bad time good luck yeah uh, another game that we played a while back uh, that I think is very accessible for new players is "Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time." So that's the one where you're controlling a small circular spaceship, uh, and there's different stations that you can move the little characters to. And uh, some somebody's gonna have to drive the ship. Somebody's gonna have oh, to man shit. the guns. Uh, and there's all these different obstacles and it's things to collect. It's kind of like
1: overcooked, but in a little spaceship bubble. And yeah, everybody has a little job that they all need to do. But this one is so cute. Yeah, the art style yeah. is just adorable. If you show that to any girl, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, those characters are so many.
0: yeah." They're just these adorable little creatures, yeah. little, animals little animals and things you're controlling. Uh, but a very just
1: scooting around. In yeah. the universe. Yep.
0: Uh, <laughs> very fun game. Everything takes place generally on one screen. The ship is always in the center of the screen for the most part. Um, you're just kind of controlling these characters, moving them to different areas of the ship to, you know, ward off enemies or ward off meteors that are trying to hit the ship. And it gets very chaotic at times, too, as you right. get comfortable with the controls. Um, you can upgrade different things and, and make the ship um, able to resist more, which definitely helps out with longevity of, of play. With um, those
1: teamwork games, it should just mm-hmm. be like in a marriage course. You know, they have marriage courses. Yeah. It's like, hey, play these games. See if you know how to communicate with one another. Right, And if you... If you succeed, then great. You're if good to not, go. then you're going to probably go, I don't think I can communicate with you at all.
0: <laughs> That's a good Bye. point. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, so, those two games great for co op, great for yes. definitely communication heavy games. Yes. Um, another game that I would like to bring up um, that you haven't played, Emily, is Stardew Valley. So, Stardew Valley is um, a pretty accessible game for, for most people, it is a single player game for now. Um, they, the developers did say that multiplayer is going to be coming later to consoles. Uh, they don't have a release date on when that multiplayer update is uh, available. It is available now on PC, though, but it'll be coming to consoles later. But Stardew Valley is basically, um, you are a farmer. You're dropped into this little world, um, and the game is very, very laid back. You kind of play at your own pace. Um, you have like a day-night cycle. So and- Farmville. Uh, kind of like that, but there's there's definitely more to it. I would say it's kind of similar to Animal Crossing. Do
1: you like how I'm referencing all these like really like old, outdated app store games? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know. That's okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> you 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 have the context for what the game is for the most part. But uh, Stardew Valley is uh, a game that I do see a lot of people pick up and play that don't typically play games. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of create this little life, you meet other people in the town, become friends with them. You have different tasks. You you need to grow a farm and grow these and harvest the the, the plants and stuff every day, um, and you sell it. And then there's a combat aspect that you can do if you want to. Um, so it's it's a fun little game. It's a it's a very laid back game that you can play at your own pace. Uh, another indie game that I do want to bring up is, that I have talked about in the past um, is the Limbo game and Inside. Those are uh, very simple, narrative-driven platforming games, which basically means there's no talking in it. Uh, you're basically walking from left to right, and you're moving through these levels, um, and it's a very, very simple art style, and there's a lot of context uh, that goes on in the background that you have to pay attention to. Another game that's similar to this, too, that you have uh played or watched me play is little nightmares oh yeah so little nightmares is a, is a kind of a spooky little like tim burton yeah game.
1: it's like a tim burton Coraline ish mm-hmm. uh
0: what do you like about that in terms of watching it because i know you haven't actually taken the controller no, over no I you're more you're that. more happy watching but what do you I what, like what draws watch you to it. that game
1: well obviously i'm a tim burton lover everything spooky like that i love so that's aesthetically, that's what really makes me enjoy a game Mm -hmm. is the the way that it looks. Right. Um, I mean, I watch you play video games all the time and Mm -hmm. I make comments on, oh my gosh, that looks really amazing or that looks really real Mm -hmm. or, oh, that's so super cute or enjoyable to watch. Mm -hmm. So um, Little Nightmares is so creepy at mm-hmm. times. It is. It's, you feel very alone. Yeah. And then when you do run into some of the, you know, I don't know, they're like human ugh. slash monster things. Oh, they're creepy. Things. Yeah. They're just fat, yeah. ugly, and you can just smell them. Yeah,
0: Like, yes. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: they just look like pieces of meat that yes. got sewn together. And the weird sound effects you know, and,
0: ugh. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very... disturbing disturbing (laughs) but
0: but also a very good game and oh absolutely it's it's a platformer little nightmares um i believe it just came to switch as well um, but it's already out on other platforms but it is a uh, a platformer at heart there are puzzles like small room puzzles that you have to kind of solve which is similar to limbo and inside and those two games have a very similar kind of feel to to little nightmares i think little nightmares is Um, definitely a lot more graphically impressive just with the lighting and stuff Mm -hmm. but uh, if i were to recommend any of the those three games i would say inside is my favorite that came out i believe 2016 and it was a very very good game really cool twist at the end
1: i have a question though about little nightmares if anybody can answer it for me is what is the quote-unquote little girl because it doesn't say she's human yeah because the the monsters eat right or eat whatever they are so what are they
0: well we haven't finished the game so it might be told at the end i don't know i haven't looked forward because i don't want to spoil it but i have a feeling we probably won't know what that is (laughs) yeah so um on the topic of platformers some more mainstream platformers that people may be familiar with uh the new super mario brothers series that uh debuted back on 3ds uh back in the day they also brought it to Wii, they brought it to Wii U, and um, as of yesterday, they announced that the Wii U port is going to be heading over to Nintendo Switch. Um, that is, of course, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. So this is a very accessible game for uh, for most people. I think uh, Super Mario Bros. is probably one game that almost everybody's played at some point in their life. Absolutely. It does a great job of really teaching you video games in very quick steps You know, the first time you ever pick up and play Super Mario Brothers, you are running from left to right, and you run into the first Goomba that comes up to you, and that teaches you that you have to jump, right? Um, And then after that, there's gaps, and that teaches you that you have to jump over those gaps, or there's blocks that you have to climb up. So the Mario games have always done a really good job of introducing gaming um, uh, techniques, I guess, if you will, to people that haven't played those games before. Uh, The new Super Mario Brothers games are no exception. They're a more modern look. It's the same 2D side-scrolling Mario, but it's with like a 3D aesthetic. Um, It's the same look that they've had for like a decade now. Uh, That game's coming out to Switch next year, early next year. Definitely recommend picking that up. If you haven't played that, it is a good game. Um, The other game that I would bring up is the Rayman series. So Rayman uh, Legends is the most recent one in that franchise. That's another... Really simple platformer that I would equate to um, the the Super Mario Bros. series. Uh, Beautiful hand-drawn art from Ubisoft. Um, Really likable characters. Kind of uh, quirky little cartoony kind of characters. Easy to pick up and play though. Definitely accessible and there's uh, co-op in that as well. Um, Another another category of games that you and I really have um, grown to like together are decision-based games. So things like the Telltale series of games, Um, one of the ones that I think we played through um, exclusively together was Until Dawn. Yes. What was? What are your thoughts on Until Dawn?
1: Oh man, so I'm not a fan of scary video games at all.
0: Or scary movies for the most part. Yeah, it it depends. Like jump scare type stuff. Right, jump
1: scares. No, that's. I don't deal well. I mean, honestly, there's numerous times where I might be taking a nap and Matt will walk into the room and I'll wake up and scream. So honestly, those types of things don't work well. And I'm sure my heart is going to like explode one day because of (laughs) it. But um, as far as scary video games go, like I've seen people play them. Mm hmm. But never really want to participate. Like, right. I'll most likely leave the room because right. it's too, just too intense or too scary, like Resident Evil. Sure. You know, all of those types of games. Um, but Until Dawn.
0: Until Dawn was... Is a is, little bit yeah. different. It's it's good. It's definitely still scary. And there are some moments it's, where there's jump yes. scares. But it really feels like you're playing a movie, right? You're you're a group of, of college kids that are heading out to a cabin for the weekend together, and part of the adventure is you actually getting there. And you're typically playing people in pairs, and there's uh, a lot of like romantic, uh, like banter between oh, yeah, some of that's them. That's like
1: my favorite part yeah. is like getting catty with people. Yeah, you know, it might ask you like, how do you want to respond? Tell her she's a bitch. Or, yeah tell her like and ignore it or right. you know walk away and i'm always like oh, let's just be a bitch
0: yeah right now. And that's the best part is you can play this game multiple times and have different outcomes. And basically, the whole premise is you're trying to keep these people alive because there's right. there's gonna be some people that die in this game. It's this. pretty inevitable. <laughs> yes. Um, but you don't know who that's gonna be or what decisions. What, or
1: the what is going on exactly? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like twisty like turns to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, my boyfriend, my other boyfriend, um, actor boyfriend Rami Malek is oh, in yeah. it. So yeah. if you watch. Uh, Mr. Robot. Uh, Mr. Robot, you're you're definitely going to have a little surprise with him being in there, so convince your girlfriend to play it just because of that. <laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, the other big actor is uh, Hayden Panettiere. Hey, She's yes. the, the female lead in the game, yep. and they do such a great job, and the, 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 the facial yeah, uh, that's animation is incredible. It's one of the best-looking games I've seen. It is a PlayStation 4 exclusive, so if you don't have a PS4, it's uh, not a game I would necessarily say buy the system for, but it is relatively inexpensive now. Um, I want to say you can probably pick it up for $20 or less. Yeah. Um, they had it on PlayStation Plus months back. Uh, if you did pick it up on PlayStation Plus and haven't tried it, definitely give it a shot. That is a, a really fun game.
1: It's super fun, and I love... like. Being able to play with you, mm-hmm. it's it's not a two-person situation. It's a one-person situation yeah. controlling the game. Mm-hmm. But making decisions together as a team mm-hmm. to that outcome is what makes it fun. Yeah.
0: And, and you actually did take over the controller for oh, yeah. most I've... of that game or half of the game. Um, so it's definitely not a difficult game to control. You're you're pretty much just walking from point A to point B. No, and I try some... to
1: convince everybody to play the game. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. My sister came over and yeah, I was like, yes. Avery, play this game. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that spooky? Yeah.
0: It's definitely a uh, kind of a party game that you can almost yeah. turn into an experience with a group of friends or a room of people. You can have people either passing the controller around or just everybody collectively working together to make those decisions. Very fun, though. We got to get back and try that again, because I know our, our you guys accidentally overrode the save, so we lost all of our progress, but <laughs> we'll go through it again and uh, make, some new, make some new decisions. Um, another good uh, walking simulator, or not walking simulator, but a decision-based game similar to a walking simulator. Um, is the Life is Strange series. So that was kind of a uh, hidden gem, I think, that we discovered um, a couple years back. Uh, Life is Strange is, uh, of course, the indie game developed by a studio um, underneath Square Enix. And uh, you're controlling uh, a young girl who has basically powers to rewind time and manipulate time in certain ways. And um, you're basically trying to stop this, uh, this seaside town in Seattle, from um an apocalypse like a hurricane, right yeah, hurricane yeah apocalypse. but it's uh kind of like a, a teen drama as well woven in there and just some beautiful writing um really great characters really yeah. believable characters and some likable some not likable characters what are your thoughts on life is strange
1: um life is strange was a lot of fun um i particularly liked it because you could pick up things within the game and look at them Mm -hmm. and read like notes or magazines you know it was um it wasn't just the like let's walk here and then you make the decision when Mm -hmm. you interact with another quote-unquote human or whatever character but you got to like go into a room and pick up a bunch of stuff and look through things I don't know maybe that's just me being a snoopy person (laughs) but I think it's Interesting, you get to interact with the entire environment mm-hmm. versus character to character only right. situation. It feels a
0: little more alive that way, yeah. It's like a believable small town,
1: absolutely. Yeah, but and good- she also talks to herself too, yeah, too, through that. Like yeah. she'll pick something up and go, Oh, oh I forgot I wrote that. Mm-hmm. And that's like totally how we talk
0: to ourselves. Oh, absolutely, in, in
1: real life, right? We're, we're thinking inside of our head when we pick something up, we take a look at it, it's very real.
0: For sure. Yeah. And I I enjoyed the story. It is episodic. So there's five episodes in the first season. Uh, Season season two is coming out um, starting September 27th. So very soon, episode one is going to be releasing for Life is Strange season two. So if that sounds interesting, I would recommend going back and playing through the first season. It's available pretty much every platform. Um, and I do believe the first episode is free. Most of those games, they'll give you the first episode for yeah, free.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I remember them, uh, we had to wait mm-hmm. to play
0: certain parts,
1: remember? Yeah, yeah. Because we get <clears throat> would get through things and then we'd have to wait and pay yeah.
0: for it. How do you feel the optimal way to play through these episodic games is? Do you like binging through it? Or... Oh yeah, I yeah. prefer
1: binging through it. I Same. don't like waiting, I don't like doing... That with TV shows, I'm mm-hmm. certainly not going to do that with a video game. I yeah. need an answer to, like, what Right,
0: happens. I know. They, they leave you hanging at the end of each of these chapters. Right. So.
1: And you're like, what's going to happen yeah. next? I need to know.
0: Yeah. And the problem with these video games is that they, they take time to develop, right? It's it's very similar to a TV show and maybe even more so. Oh, absolutely. So I think I, our culture shifted, especially with Netflix, to more of, like, a binge-first type culture. Where we do want to consume everything from start to finish and get that whole story. Right. Remember and, TV
1: Guide? Yeah. You would literally go pick up a TV Guide to see when your shows were going to come on. Yeah. Now, that's like, that's it, a no.
0: Yeah. I know. I'm we're, we're so accustomed to just watching everything all at once. Yeah. So I think if you can, if, you know, if this does sound interesting to you, if you're the type of person that does like to binge watch shows, I would recommend playing this game in one, not one sitting, but have the availability of playing each chapter back to back absolutely so season one's available in its entirety um definitely give that a shot those are the same way that telltale games are they're all episodic as well
1: now um with life is strange though there was the spinoff
0: yeah so there's a prequel that they came out with that's a single episode and it's free um and it, you're basically playing us a, a little boy who has like uh he thinks he has superhero or powers Um, we haven't played through it but it's a it's a single kind of it was like a. I
1: remember you talking about it Mm -hmm.
0: came out a couple months ago it was like a little playable uh like teaser almost for life is strange 2 just promotional so people could kind of get back into the flow i don't know if that's going to tie into the the season 2 or not Mm -hmm. um since i haven't played through it but i heard it was good it was a nice little you know couple hour playthrough right just fun little thing and it's free um, uh, the last game on this list that I've got here is Detroit Become Human. So this isn't something that you've played through, um, but you did see m- me playing some of it earlier this year. And that's the one with the, um, you're playing three different storylines and right, it's in, the robot dude. Mm-hmm. you're in Detroit the in the future. Yeah. Um, and the premise is basically, um, one of the main characters is an Android and he, kind of realizes that he's like a slave to um, the humans and he wants to break free and you have all of these decisions this is easily the most intricate decision-based game i've ever played extremely cinematic it felt like i was playing through this really epic movie and the decisions truly do make a difference i know a lot of these games say oh the decisions you make they impact the game, and there's usually a couple different outcomes. But this game you see at the end of each chapter. There's this huge web of all these potential decisions, and you can see how vast this game really is. Um, the, the script for it was something like 4,000 pages long.
1: Right, and so then you take one game, and it's really multiple games oh, yeah. within the one. Yeah, yeah. So you're always getting something different. Yeah.
0: The people that I have talked to that played through the game had a completely different outcome from what I did at the end. Oh, and dang. It, Did and you
1: already hear what the ending was? I've
0: heard some of the different endings. Oh. I mean, I already finished it and got my ending. Right, right, right. But, but if you
1: replayed it, then... You're... Yeah.
0: It's still, it's still enticing enough for me to go back and replay because it's one thing for somebody to tell you how it ends, yeah. but to see all of the pieces in place to get to that point is the, is the journey. That's what you're there for. Yeah.
1: Have you seen all the memes?
0: Yes. I've seen all the memes. <laughs> There's a lot of memes for that game. Um, and they're <laughs> very, very good.
1: I'm just glad I know what it is. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but I would encourage you to pick that up if you do like, um, anything related to science fiction, um, robots, artificial intelligence, Um, decision-based games, narrative-based games, you name it. It is a PlayStation exclusive, so that was uh, a PlayStation 4 game that came out earlier this year, but definitely one that I don't think got enough uh, traction after launch. It came out near God of War, and that kind of stole the spotlight. Mm -hmm. But Detroit is definitely a very good game. So moving on from decision-based games, um, I want to bring a game to light, which is kind of in a category of its own, um and that's the Jackbox Party Pack games. Yay. So we have been playing these for a few years now. Um, starting with the original Jackbox Party Pack. Um, and most recently with uh last year's Jackbox Party Pack 4. Uh, this year they did already announce Jackbox Party Pack five. five will be coming out, which looks great. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Jackbox games?
1: Okay. Well <clears throat> excuse me. Uh super fun yeah these are games that um entertain a group of people you know kind of how like mario kart is you get mm-hmm. everybody together everybody there is there for a purpose they're to play together so with the jackbox you get multiple games within a pack it's usually what four four to five games i think there's
0: usually five, five yeah, games. five games for the most part
1: so that's just one pack so you get five per pack now some of them eh mhm
0: they're kind of throwaway they're
1: throwaway but there's the stars mm-hmm. and the stars are the games that you play over and over and over and this is like when you have you know your friends come over mm-hmm. you're you're having some snacks you're drinking some drinks mm-hmm and everybody gets out their, you know mobile device which is great that's the
0: best part is that you don't need a controller to play this game it's all played from a smartphone or any device that has an internet connection um they can get on the web so basically before you continue um you go to jackbox.tv on your phone and the controller is your phone so all of the stuff All the games can be played from a phone or an iPad or tablet or computer or whatever. But everyone's usually got their phone on them. So this is extremely easy to get a group of people over and play. Um, And as you mentioned, definitely uh, a good drinking game. This is probably the (laughs) highlight of any time we have people over. over. uh, We always pull out the Jackbox Party Pack games to play. Um,
1: I don't think I've had anybody be disappointed by that. Everybody's like laughing hysterically. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of drawing games that are involved, a lot of wordplay. Oh, gosh, what's that one where you have the bomb one?
0: Oh, yeah. That one was one of the, I would say, like, throwaway games. It wasn't one of the main games, but sometimes those end up being extremely fun. Watching you
1: guys play together was so fun because they were like, I think it was Kenneth or... Yeah, I was, I'm pretty sure it was kind of, I videotaped you guys playing because it was so ridiculous. You guys were like screaming screaming at each other, like
0: very similar to that overcooked, uh, when you're trying to collaborate. Yes, but but you're on a,
1: you're on a timer. Yeah.
0: So the premise is you're trying to diffuse a bomb and it's like this cute little pixel art game, but, uh, it gives you a set of instructions and each person on their phone has a different set of instructions and you have to work together really quickly before this bomb explodes to cut the correct wires and if you cut the incorrect wire it explodes immediately and Um, just the, the payoff is so great when you guys are, you know, everybody's working together really quickly and you're like, well, this one says to do this. Oh no. But this one says, don't look at this, look at this step and this, do this and cut this wire and, you know, count from left to right and cut only the green wires. And it gets, it gets very difficult um, as you move through the game, but, uh, always super fun.
1: Always fun. Uh,
0: besides that, what are some of your favorite games? Island is TKO, yeah, yeah, TKO. My, so what? Talk about TKO. What so is that? So
1: TKO is a a blend of what is it? Like pictionary kind of? Kind of. Yeah.
0: It's it, a, it's its own thing.
1: Yeah, it it's definitely its own thing. It's
0: a David S. Pumpkins.
1: It's <laughs> his own thing. That's right. Um, <laughs> so you get a a t-shirt. Well, you don't really know it's a t-shirt when I guess you're starting it, do you?
0: So the, they just
1: say welcome to T-shirt Island.
0: Yeah, you it says draw a picture basically. Yeah. It's like draw a picture and you're like everyone's first thing is what am I supposed to draw? And you're like mm-hmm. literally anything, anything. Whatever you, can you draw
1: want. Anything. It's easier if you're doing it on an iPad versus sure. doing it from a, a phone. phone just for the drawing aspect. Yeah, just for the drawing aspect. Yeah. But they start you off you have to draw three different images. And then after that's submitted, then you have to start coming up with sayings. And the benefit is you can put in as many sayings as you want, mm-hmm. instead of like your drawing, you can only do three drawings. But you can put in as many sayings as you want. After everybody has submitted their their images and their sayings, they all get mixed up, mm-hmm. and those are then put on a shirt. So you see one image with a slogan right underneath that image and it's randomized to everybody else's devices. Mm -hmm. So then you have to pick the perfect image and the perfect saying to go with it to compete against other people who are trying to do t-shirts. Yeah,
0: and the best part is the combinations that you get. Sometimes you get these really foul drawings with just the perfect phrase and you put it together and make this abominable shirt and then you, you pit them against each other and you're voting on what you think is the best shirt. And it, it, uh, it's always the most obscene shirt that wins, of course. Of course. But that's the best part. <laughs>
1: Actually, that one with the, the, the dog that was like walking. And then it said something like, have a good day, Kevin. Or yeah, something just like something
0: that. so bizarre. But sometimes you just strike gold with these shirts. Oh, yeah. But it is fun, fun, fun. Once union.
1: you once there's a winner. Yeah. Right. Everybody votes on the T-shirt. Once there's a winner, you can actually order that T-shirt.
0: Oh, yeah. They'll print the actual shirt for you for yeah. like 20 bucks. Yes. And you can wear it around and no one will have any idea any what's idea, going on.
1: Unless you're a Jackbox.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You know. The other cool thing about the Jackbox Party Pack games is um, it gives you like a room code that you can join into. So you don't actually have to even be in the same room as this person who's playing the game, which means it is a very popular game to play on Twitch. So if you're a Twitch streamer and you're looking for a fun game to to include your chat room on, the Jackbox games are great because you can actually have other people play with you. And then beyond that, once the room is full, you can have additional people that are just spectating the game. Um, which is awesome. So
1: so wait, are you telling me I can be a Twitch person now?
0: Yeah, you can <laughs> exclusively stream Jackbox Party Pack games. <laughs> so that's just one of the games that we think is really fun. Um, check out the Jackbox Party Pack games. You can usually get them on sale, but normally they're about $25 a piece. They have bundles sometimes where you can get multiple Party Packs. And then, of course, Jackbox Party Pack 5 comes out uh, later this year. Um, moving into some more multiplayer games that are, uh, fun to play with a group or groups of people. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I think is probably one of the gold standards for games to play with people, especially those that don't play games.
1: Right. I think I brought that up mm-hmm. before we started talking about that. But
0: yeah. yeah. So Mario Kart, if you don't know by now, that's a kart racing game. Um, if you know how to drive a car, even remotely, you can play this game. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is people who don't know how to drive, um, which is typically (laughs) younger kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the best part. I mean, it's, it's such a family friendly game. This game appeals to everybody. I mean, kids all the way to adults can play Mario Kart. I yeah. mean,
1: this game's been out as far as Mario Kart. Oh, you know, for... And 64. Since, mm-hmm.
0: Even before that, Super Nintendo was the first one with Super really? Mario Kart I back in about. the 90s. Yeah. But the first one I think that everyone really started to is play was the, Mario Kart 64 yeah. on the N64. Yeah. Rainbow uh, Road. Rainbow Road. Always oh. hard. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, of course, is the most recent entry into the series. That's the, uh, the port for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Mario Kart 8 being originally released on the Wii U that's got so many characters. Um characters outside of the Mario franchise even. You've got the inklings in I don't there think from I've Splatoon. we played the,
1: the newest.
0: We played long. it on we played it back on Wii U. Uh we played it on Switch a couple times too. Did we? Yeah.
1: I know you had people over and you were playing it. Yeah. Mario Kart but I I don't remember. We
0: I, we've definitely played it at some point, but <laughs> it's not a it's not a go-to. Yeah, no. Um it's not to say that it can't be a go-to game. It's just we have so many other. We end up just defaulting to the Jackbox games right. when we have people over,
1: and especially when you get a new pack. Like...
0: <clears throat> right, and that the benefit of that again is just because you can use your mobile phone as a controller. You right. know, controllers these days are sixty dollars a pop. It's hard to get multiple controllers. Mine's
1: customized.
0: Oh, that's right. Got your Beetlejuice controller. Uh, so Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, of course, a great game for multiplayer. Uh, coming out next month, Mario uh, Super Mario Party for Nintendo Switch, October 6th. We, of course, haven't played that that entry, but uh, the previous Mario Parties, I'm sure at some point in life, you've played Mario Party.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would Probably assume at so. at some point.
0: So the premise of those games, there's, you're like playing a board game, basically. You move the characters around the board, and then you have these multiplayer mini games that you have to jump into. And then you have winners of those games that get extra points or stars that you like move forward. Is there
1: like fishing and <clears throat> There's everything. Like random stuff like that? Yes, I might have
0: played it. There's usually like a couple hundred mini games in each one. Yeah, I
1: can't. Yeah. I don't. It must have been a long time ago, but.
0: We'll definitely be playing Super Mario Party when that comes out next month. So you'll have an idea of uh, just how chaotic those games get. I mean, imagine a board game that's virtual, that's also indefinite because they can have so many different outcomes with all the different combinations of games Mm -hmm. and everything Um, and then of course the the uh, ability to like steal stars from people in the older games which is basically your like currency to determine who the winner is you can have these games where one person's just dominating and then the other person you know may not be very good at playing games can actually come out on top and win because of some crazy twist at the end so they do a great job of making it a really level playing field. So I can <clears throat> be a winner. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, so besides some multiplayer games, there are some single player games that I do want to bring up uh, for for folks that don't typically play games that can get into and play. One of those is The Sims. The Sims is a, a franchise that I think everyone's touched at some point on a computer sometime in the 90s or hopefully even recently. Uh, I know you picked up the most recent Sims for a while back to play just because you had an itch to go back and play through the Sims. What are your thoughts on the Sims?
1: I mean, it's super fun. You have so much more customizable, you know, mm-hmm. items within the game. It's pretty crazy yeah. how different Yeah, from it the older is. ones? Yeah.
0: It's, like, super realistic now.
1: Honestly, I was just starting, like, a lot of romantic drama between people <laughs> in, like, being a little bit masochistic and and, you know hurting them so
0: (laughs) we've all put the sims in the swimming pool and taken the ladder out is what you're saying you just there's something so funny about seeing these characters that don't speak any language they just speak whatever that sim language is just drowning you speak it so well that's great (laughs) so the sims is available on pretty much every platform as well it's even available on mobile. They have like mobile versions of The Sims too that yeah, you can play. Yeah, but so. still not as good. No, no. I lo-
1: and I love the add-on packs. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. pay for them, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like the idea. of I like add-on the packs. idea.
1: Well, you know they have the the There's animal so ones. Yeah,
0: they have. And everything. The, I'm like,
1: oh no, I am do I spend the money just to get the little animals? You know
0: the... you have to get the animals. I have to get them. Save the animals.
1: Save all the sim animals. Gabi <laughs> <laughs> yabalnego.
0: Another good simulator game is uh, the Civilization series. So, Civilization uh, 5 was probably the biggest one that broke through um, years back on PC. The most recent one that came out is Civilization 6. Um, basically, it's a strategy game where you start a. You're like an a- emperor for a civilization. You can choose which country you want to be, and you're working from the times of, you know, like the cavemen, and you're moving through time in real time. Yeah, this
1: is like Age of Empires.
0: Very similar to Age of Empires. Um, so you're you're building this this growing empire, if you will, and, and there's other people that are trying to build up these empires in the world, too, and you can choose to make friends with them or fight them and take their supplies, and you have different people going out there to, to do research, to learn about things, so you can become the first... You know, um, civilization to go through the industrial age and go through these different revolutionary periods, and it's just every game is very different because you can play with people that make their own intelligent decisions or play against the computer, which always seems to make very similar decisions. Um, and that game is coming out to Nintendo. Oh, we got a little bit of a bark. Uh, civilization 6 is uh, was just announced yesterday. It will be coming to Nintendo Switch on N- November 16th. So you can now take the full civilization experience with you on the go. Um, This game is a very fun game to play um, by yourself, but it is definitely a game that shines when you have your friends playing with you. It's very much the game of uh, one more turn. I want to play one more turn. Oh, I'm just going to play one more turn. And then four hours goes by and you're like, what just happened? This is, I can't believe we're still playing the same game, but so much has happened. So, uh, Definitely recommend picking that up if you like board games. It's a very board gamey esque type game to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, another category of games that I want to move into, similar to uh, the decision-based games that we talked about earlier, uh, are these this genre that's called walking simulators. So it sounds like the most boring um, name for a genre, uh, walking simulator. I'm just gonna go walk around, uh, but they're they're very interesting games um one of the first walking simulators i think that got um critical praise was the game gone home which we played through actually i let you play completely through front to back um, right. after okay. i had played it because i thought wow this is such a cool game what a cool story um and and you get to discover all of this stuff um as you as you please and kind of solve different puzzles what do you remember about Gone Home?
1: Well, I thought it was going to be scary the entire time.
0: Yeah. Don't kept... spoil anything, but uh, I I thought the exact same thing. Uh, there are definitely creepy elements to the game. Oh, absolutely. But continue. But I just kept,
1: I kept having to ask, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Is, it, is Am I, I going to be okay? And yeah, of course I ended up being okay. Yeah. But uh, again, like when you're walking through the house you pick up a lot of things you get to look at it mm-hmm. um you are all by yourself yeah so there's no other characters you're interacting
0: with mm-hmm. the entire time just memories and things yeah. so the, the the quick story plot is you come home to your home um and it's like come, uh, home, a, to your home? come home to your home you've gone home to your home and uh, your parents are gone your siblings are gone and it's like they just up and vanished. And you're trying to solve the mystery of, like, what happened? Where did they go? And you're finding these clues around the house. And you start to dig up this dirt on each character that you had no idea about. And you start to piece together this really crazy story. And it has a really interesting twist at the end.
1: And you're you're, you're only based in the house. Yeah. You're not going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So you might find one thing in a part of the house that you'll need to go to another part of the house mm-hmm. for but you're not leaving the house
0: yeah it's all contained there yeah but that being said it's still a very vast game i mean it it, it won't take you too long maybe two to three hours yeah, to yeah i forgot how long it took it's me, definitely I finished it in, in one sitting in this sitting yeah game. it's definitely a, a game you can sit down and just play through um uh, very Wouldn't good. you
1: consider that an indie game too oh yeah for sure
0: yeah. yeah i mean that's that was done by a very small team of people um, and they they made a fantastic game. Um, another game that I want to highlight that's very similar to Gone Home is Firewatch. So this isn't something that you've played through yourself, yeah. but I know you saw a bit of my uh, my playthrough. Uh, it is something that I definitely want you to sit and play through at some point. If you liked Gone Home, Firewatch. Firewatch. So this one, you're it's all outdoors. So you're basically going. You're um, you take a job as a national park ranger, basically. I
1: don't remember this one.
0: Played it, I played it a couple years ago okay. at the old house, uh, but it's your, you've taken a job, you're an, um, a park ranger, and you're, the entire game is just communication between yourself, um, this character that has this really interesting backstory, and I don't want to spoil any of that, of course, right. but you get some of that information in the beginning that kind of sets the tone for the character that, himself, uh, and then you're communicating with basically like your superior over the radio, And it's this game that just is so uh, enthralling through this conversation between these two people. And you start to find out different things in the park and you're starting to kind of uncover this mystery inside of this park.
1: I love those mystery type games where you're finding little puzzle pieces. If you, obviously we're talking about video games, but other puzzle type games like going to
0: an escape room an escape room for instance yeah uh
1: a very very much similar very very similar yeah
0: and i i think these yeah they do share a lot of similarities between an escape room um but firewatch is it's beautiful uh the artwork is is very cool similar to gone home it's it's not as realistic looking Mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of got a little bit of a cartoon look to it but um very cool really uh, nice easy playthrough i'd say probably three to four hour playthrough I did it, I think, in like a couple sittings, mm-hmm. but you can easily just power through this. Um, but I, I don't want to spoil too much of it because no, no. it is a really like heartfelt game and there's a really interesting mm-hmm. ending to the game.
1: Are there doggies
0: on it? Uh, You know, I can't remember. If there is, it's not a big part. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, play it. but you're outdoors so there's there's animals and stuff <laughs> you're,
1: you're outdoors you're outdoors
0: yeah so if you want to get off the couch but not actually have to get off the couch play firewatch uh, it's also coming to nintendo switch this spring so if you haven't played firewatch and you're looking for um, a, a place to play it and you don't have a ps4 or xbox or pc uh, pick it up on nintendo switch very very fun game Another game that I do want to bring to light that uh, we actually haven't played, but I've had on my wish list for a long time, is. This is this a hint? No. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's a it's like a twenty dollars game. I'm just oh, okay. I'm just being cheap about it. Um, I always like to wait for sales and, oh, then, and then it goes on sale and the, so much more sense, you know? Uh, yeah. I
1: know like the, the, the hype about, you know, when something's you can pre-order it yeah. and it's going to release yeah. and like opening nights, you know, standing out in front of, mm-hmm. you know, a place at midnight. Like, I know that like yeah. excitement, yeah, but also like $20 is $20. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, and, and for me, I try to balance playing the AAA games generally when they're out. So I can be part of that conversation, but also experiencing this vast catalog of indie games and this growing backlog of games that I've purchased in the past on sales that I never get to. Right. So I'm always at this weird cross point where I see a game, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I put it on my wish list for a game that I want to play at some point, but it's not high up on the priority list. This is one of those games that's been like right in the middle and it hasn't moved. I've always been intrigued by it. But I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I'm waiting for like either a really enticing sale or a perfect moment for me to jump in. Um, but the game itself, I haven't mentioned. It's What Remains of Edith Finch. So this is a game that uh, came out on PlayStation 4. It got very, very good reviews. It's another walking simulator. Um, probably one of the best ones in terms of just overall content and rating. You're I don't know a whole lot about the story, of course, because I haven't played it. But from what I understand you're learning about this family that's passed away. Um, All of the the members of the family, from what I understand, have passed away in very bizarre ways. Mm. And each room is like a small puzzle that you're solving. And of all of the walking simulator type games, this is the one that I've heard is the most believable in terms of the rooms themselves. So just in general with video games, you go into all of these different houses and environments and the developers do their best to make it look like it's been lived in right but it always feels like okay, this is a game it's a staged scene of a game right What remains of Edith Finch looks like people lived there or just recently lived there. so it's very believable. Uh, so that's one of the, the the things that I've seen in multiple yeah, I reviews play that. so I will definitely pick that up and play through it at some point. Uh, Those are the walking simulator games, though, that I would recommend. Uh, There's others on that list that I have not played, um, like Tacoma, which is by the developers that did Gone Home. It's a space-themed one, which is like right up my alley. Just haven't gotten around to playing Tacoma yet. Um, Another category of games that I want to touch on really quickly is uh, PlayStation VR or just VR experiences in general. Um, PlayStation VR is, of course... um, its own platform you do need a playstation 4 to be able to play psvr so there's a little bit of a barrier to entry because you have to own the hardware but if you do have a psvr that's a really great way to introduce people to games that don't play games uh i know i've even had my parents hop in vr and play like job simulator right. um you know or... but you
1: know you can all, it, for speaking of vr I, I we first started dabbling in vr when you got the google cardboard
0: oh yeah Yeah,
1: And the Google Cardboard, I mean, I'm sure there's different apps now, but when we first got that, I had like a whole like folder on my phone, just like VR games. Right.
0: So for those who aren't familiar with Google Cardboard, this is something that, I mean, it's literally a piece of cardboard you can order from Google store that they send you and you assemble it and you put your smartphone in it and your smartphone is the screen. Then you basically just put this headset up to your face And you can play these different VR type games or um, like walkthrough type experiences that you're seeing. And it's just a really incredible experience if you haven't tried it. If you are for
1: those who don't want to spend
0: a ton of money on just
1: trying to see what it's like. Yeah.
0: I mean you can make this on your own too. You can you can get these like little tiny mobile headsets. They sell them at Best Buy and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. But I mean don't don't scoff at the phone VR experience because it really is something that you haven't experienced before. If you haven't ever put a VR headset on, it's 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 an un- indescribable experience, I must say. Right. You can tell people, oh you're... man, you feel like you're there, but you feel like you're there.
1: That, and everybody's always like, oh my God, oh what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is so crazy, you know?
0: Yes, so if you have had those experiences with the phone and you're looking for the next step, and you have a PlayStation Four PSVR is incredible experience for the price, especially and comfortable. It's comfortable too. Yeah, I was um, I I got the uh, Skyrim VR bundle. Um, Skyrim is a game that I never finished, and I was like, eh, I'll play it, you know, just to kind of see it again. But man, putting that headset on and going into that world and seeing a, a dragon in its full size. Oof. I mean, you you're standing there and you are. You're seeing this this beast that's it's so tall, and it feels like in real life. Uh, and you forget that you're in a game at some point. Right. So, well,
1: we played a lot of those mm-hmm. types of games. I know
0: Moss. Oh yeah, Moss was Moss was really very very cute. cute. Very cute game. Moss was great. Super um, cute. Another another cool game. Um, mentioning escape rooms is. Um, oh, gosh, um, what was that? I expect you to die.
1: Yes.
0: So that is, you're basically in. You're like a spy. You're a spy, yeah. And you have to like solve these like one room type puzzles. Yes. Um, And it's very much like an escape room. I know you and your mom were watching me play that one afternoon, and you guys were (laughs) able to see on the TV what I'm seeing. So. VR is also a very cool experience if you do have other people around because they can see what you're seeing on the TV uh-huh. while you're in the headset. Right,
1: and we can shout at you. Yeah,
0: and you can... <laughs> yeah. Grab that! Grab yeah. that! Okay! Yeah. Move that over there! <laughs> so it is a shared experience, but it's also a personal experience that you can um, you know, have on your own or give to somebody else who doesn't normally play games. Again, I had my parents in the VR headset. They were able to play... Um, a lot of the VR games just use the move controllers. So those are very much like motion based, like a Wii remote type thing where you don't have to worry about pressing buttons or necessarily being really adept on a controller. You can kind of just flail around and super hot, super hot. So good. If you have a PSVR (laughs) and you haven't played super hot, I don't know what you're doing, but it's literally John Wick, the game, super, super hot, hot. That's, that's a good one. Um, well, before we wrap up, I want to just mention one last category, and this isn't necessarily, um, a game that you play together, uh, but more so if your significant other or, um, friend or something doesn't want to play games, but they still want to enjoy the game with you, have them just watch you play a game. I know that sounds silly, but, um, sometimes these, these games are so cinematic that, uh, it feels like you're watching a movie at times, right? So... Just some recent experiences that I've I've had and played through um, that you've seen and watched part of God of War earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an incredible game. That's definitely the, the, my game of the year still so far. Um, previous to that, Horizon Zero Dawn. That was so far still my game of this entire generation.
1: And she also is a redhead. She's
0: a redhead, Aloy. Uh, the Last of Us Remastered. I finally played through that again on PS4. Um, and that is just a great experience and story from uh those folks at naughty dog who also do the uncharted games yeah. also very cinematic if you like indiana jones or you like you know action-y type movies that's a great one to watch and then i'm playing through spider-man right now on ps4 which if you remotely like any of the marvel movies that's just like watching uh, a marvel movie but you're playing through it which what about is so
1: my, cool my other favorite one that i have been watching you play which one? montana one which one? And Where there's the cult leader. Oh, uh,
0: Far Cry 5. Yeah. How yeah. can
1: you forget about that?
0: Oh, I I, I lo- that that one, never finished I, it. That yeah. one
1: always sticks in my head because I love,
0: you know. The whole idea of cults and stuff. True crime and cults. Yeah.
1: And so it's so very interesting yeah. to me.
0: Far Cry 5, great action game, but also um, an interesting story. Uh, Far Cry games have always had really kind of controversial type stories and really kind of push the boundary a bit on certain things. And this one's no exception. So um, Emily, I want to thank you again for joining me today on the show. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and retro by red online? Uh,
1: Thanks for having me. Of course. Guess what? We live in the same house. It's super easy for you to find me.
0: I know, but where (laughs) can everyone else find you?
1: Uh, Everybody else can find me at retro by red.com. You can email me at retrobyred at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at retrobyred.com. Oh, sorry.
0: Just at retrobyred. Yeah, red.
1: that's definitely not another dot .com. <laughs> Lots of dot .coms sir. Uh, just at retrobyred. Um, we also have um, an Instagram for our dogs. That, obviously, they're a huge part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um at lydia and poppy is their their instagram name so Mm -hmm. stuff to keep up with um you know endeavors that matt and i are both doing and our little family and our little life Mm -hmm. uh and we're just gonna keep on keeping on
0: and uh if anybody is listening to the podcast and you're interested in Um, some custom embroidered stuff from Emily's business, Retro by Red. If you reach out to her on Instagram um, and let her know that you heard about Retro by Red through the In Your Element podcast, um, she'll give you a a little bit of a discount on on something too. Uh, If you have any questions for the show, email me at the email address hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you listen to In Your Element on. Also, take a moment to drop a five-star review on iTunes or in the Apple Podcast app. It definitely helps out with discoverability for the show. And uh, lastly, as a reminder, uh, please visit patreon.com slash inyourelement to support at any level, and you'll receive bonus episodes early, like the episode I recorded yesterday about the Nintendo Direct. Uh, You'll gain access to the In Your Element Discord server, be eligible for monthly raffles, attend patron hangouts, and so, so much more. Until next time, see you later, Elementalists.